listening to the Paul McGuire Report. This is Paul McGuire. On today's program, we're going to examine a U.S. Army operational group report that was uh, put together by the CIA, the Central Intelligence Agency. Now, obviously, this this information, this data uh, that I will be talking to you about is obviously declassified. At one time, it was classified, which means it was top secret. Nobody could look at it. And there are different speculations as to what could have possibly caused it to be declassified, including uh, a kind of wild theory that uh, TikTok um, alerted it to the millions of people, not that they looked at it, but they alerted it to millions of people that use TikTok. And it all has to do uh, with non-traditional warfare, surveillance, et cetera, et cetera. What makes this report uh, interesting, if not fascinating, is simultaneously, while we have, at least publicly, so many of our think tanks, our, our laboratories, our intelligence agencies, and definitely, absolutely definitely, our public school systems starting, you know, in first grade or lower and going all the way up to uh, a doctorate at, at an Ivy League university. The public face of all these uh, educational, I was going to use the word entities, but that would get too confusing at this point. The, the public face of all these institutions is the face of secular humanism, existentialism, and uh, a, a firm belief that we only live in a materialistic universe, or what Dr. Francis Schaeffer referred to as scientific materialism. Now, don't be confused, because the term scientific materialism really has nothing to do with the actuality of whether or not uh, this kind of data and, and, the, and the notion that we live in a multidimensional universe, anywhere from 11 to 13 uh, dimensions, according to string theory. We, we don't live in a universe that is just composed of our physical sensory reality, like seeing hearing, tasting, touching, etc. That was the old modality. Now, even though the public face of so many of our institutions affirms, swears allegiance to this old perception of reality, that reality is nothing more than what you can perceive with your senses, that's not really where our cutting-edge, top echelon Think tanks, military, intelligence agencies, scientists, that's not really where they are. See, they're way, way ahead of, of what the predominant public consciousness is. And it, it really makes for some interesting thinking because, you know, you have this, this wild, literally wild and sociopathic nightmarish vision of a future in which we're all locked down into some kind of global reset 
micromanaged by electronic surveillance and nanochip implants and uh, all kinds of weird stuff. A, a nightmare future. That something that the, the great science fiction writer Philip K. Dick might have written about in one of his books, and most of his books have been turned into blockbuster feature, feature films. So you take the movie starring Tom Cruise, and it's called Minority Report, based on Philip K. Dick's novel, and they're able to predict crimes in the future through artificial intelligence, but where most people who watch that movie, Minority Report, first thing you're introduced to is the technology of, of biometric sensory input or the technology of being able to capture from a human eyeball or a artificially created eyeball. You can capture all kinds of intelligence information. That's the, fir that's the first thing that Philip K. Dick is showing us about our future. That, by the way, is one of the number one fields that the intelligence agencies are investigating. You know, you've seen them in movies and TV shows. People put their eyes up to some kind of electronic scanner, which scans their eyes. And usually there's a brief flash of light. And the reason the eyes are scanned is because the eyes, like your thumbprint or index fingerprint, your eyes, thumb, and fingerprint, they're all totally unique to you. Therefore, nobody can unlock the doors that are high security unless they have your eyeballs or, or uh, you can pass the, the biometric reader. In addition to that, and this is something a lot of people don't understand. In fact, I would say 99% of the people that I talk to have no understanding whatsoever about this technology, and that's the technology of EMF, which I, the Lord led me to research. The, the, the way that my life works, I don't go running around calling myself a prophet. I don't put, look, if somebody wants to call themselves a prophet, that's between them and God. Unless they're preaching anti-biblical uh, doctrine, you know, I, I, it's not that I'm afraid of confrontation. Those of you that know me know that I can be I can be confrontational, and I can be very aggressive, and I have no theological problem with defeating uh, an intellectual enemy by disgracing him or her, by exposing how shallow their argument is. But my, that's not my goal. My goal is to win people to Christ. So what that entails in practical terms is that I will lay down my option to experience a personal, let's call it a personal debating victory. I will lay down, that down, and I will pick up the cross of Jesus, die to myself, and perhaps not in the world's terms, win the argument. Although, again, I have no problem about winning arguments. But that's not my goal. My goal is to win people to Jesus Christ. So there are select occasions where I may choose to uh, speak the truth in love, and it may appear that, not that I'm losing the argument, but it may appear that, that I'm going easy on somebody. And it's not that I'm going easy on somebody. It's that I have a higher goal, and that is 
to be a vessel that the Lord can use by which the Lord can uh, move through me and move through you with the power of his Holy Spirit. And that can't happen if my vessel or your vessel is contaminated with all this egocentric nonsense. Okay, so we have this quantum shift in uh, the collective, scientific, technological uh, appraisal of a reality. And, and, and so many of you know that I do deep research. It goes back to when, and, you know, it goes back to when I was in first grade, second grade, third grade, and so on, because I was reading all of these books, studying all of this stuff about the meaning of life, about science and technology and all kinds of stuff. I mean, I was a heavy duty research at the, a researcher at the youngest age. And one of the things in the course of my life, See, again, I don't go around calling myself a prophet, but I will say this, and this has to do with the term I used. It's not a biblical term, but it does not in any way, shape, or form contradict the Bible. And I use the term enhancements. And an enhancement is is like an add-on. So in technology, if you have any technological device, let's say a Tesla AI drive, artificial intelligence driving vehicle, and let's say Elon Musk wants to come out with a new edition of his Tesla car, which has technological add-ons. Now, with these add-ons or enhancements, those cars are not only AI-driving cars, but now they're programmed via artificial intelligence. They're programmed to react ahead of time to a potential accident and utilizing a variety of technology, the enhancement technology instantaneously maps out for you an escape route. So if you're like heading into to, to smashing into a wall or a truck or another car or whatever it is, instead of the car trying to compensate for your mistakes, the car is now, let's say, five minutes ahead of you in time in terms of its AI potential, and it can create and calculate an escape route, which enables you to to avoid an accident, and the car, the self-driving car, will actually drive quickly, turn quickly, and maneuver itself around potential danger and cause you to avoid it and cause you to get back on track safely. Now, how would you do that? Well, you do that by integrating the artificial intelligence self-driving technology in the car with, you know, the 16 or however many 16 to 18 cameras that are built into the car that can see out of the car, that can see the front, the back, the sides, everything. And not only that, the technology is there for uh, a satellite to to look down upon your car in real time and calculate an escape route. All of these things are possible. Okay, so this brings us to this acknowledgement by the CIA. So this is uh, the report to the Department of the Army, U.S. Operational Group, U.S. Army Intelligence and Security Command, Fort Meade, Maryland, 
subject, analysis and assessment of gateway process. And it's addressed to the commander of the U.S. Army Operational Group. Okay, so one of the things that the Lord has led me to to do is to study, read, uh, and and take deep dives in the exploration and research of a wide spectrum of new technologies and new science and new physics, et cetera, et cetera. So, for example, this report is based on an analysis and an assessment of the gateway process. Now, the Lord also arranged for me to study the gateway process, I don't know, years ago, and and be introduced to it 20 years ago when I was flying back. I was one of the, no, I was the host of uh, Pat Robertson and the Christian Broadcasting Network's um, uh, Christianity and the New Age Conference. And I was one of the speakers, Pat Robertson was one of the speakers, and there was some other well-known speakers there. And this guy, one of the things he talked about was a guy named Robert Monroe, who was the founder of the Monroe Institute and one of the creators of what became Holosync and Hemisync. Now, he and I sat next to each each other on the way back from CBN. I I had to fly to L.A., and he had to get off somewhere in Atlanta or whatever, and we talked a great deal. Anyway, that was my first introduction to the foundational research upon which the CIA and their gateway program was built on. This, This exploratory research known as the gateway experience was not pulled out of thin air by the CIA. It was heavily, in fact, it was completely borrowed from the previous research of Robert Monroe, a radio engineer, uh, uh, an electronics and technology entrepreneur, who experimented with and invented certain technologies which if you exposed the human mind, and in this case the exposure came from wearing stereo headphones in a, in a totally soundproof room, and you would listen to different specific frequencies of either music or sound for, for various periods of time. So you would move up and down uh, an entire range of specific frequencies. These frequencies, as you know from my, my other books, because I, I have researched this for decades. So frequencies and two different technologies of processing for these frequencies that, that most people still don't know about today. One is called isochronic tones. The other is called binaural beats. And you can, and I do not, I absolutely emphatically urge you not to experiment with this stuff. Because if you do, you are going to inadvertently open the doors up to the occult and to different dimensions where occultic entities exist. Now, before you flip out and say this is sci-fi and, and you know, all the rest of this stuff, may I just say, take a deep breath. And I don't mean this to be arrogant. I really don't mean this to be arrogant. Take a deep breath and then be quiet. No, we're not going into a meditative or a hypnotic state together. 
we're we're being quiet so I can get a word in. <laughs> and I'm asking you politely to not talk or even talk in your head so I can communicate to you first, and then you can interrupt or ask all the questions you want. So there's an entire spectrum of these different specific frequencies. So, for example, there is a frequency. Oh, and the frequencies, as I, as I talk, you know, I build upon this truth of frequencies because the Lord told me through a still small voice to research frequencies. You see, I don't go running around and calling myself a prophet and, you know, embellish visions and stuff like that. That's not how my relationship with the Lord is. The Lord will speak to me, not in an audible voice but most often in a still, small voice, and he will direct me and tell me what to research. And then he will supernaturally open up the research and open up my capacity for understanding the research supernaturally. But that doesn't mean he hits me with a lightning bolt from heaven or, or any other stuff like that. It means he, he, he supernaturally leads me to, to bodies of research and then he supernaturally opens up the meaning, the deeper meanings and applications of the research. So that, this is the important part, so that I might help God's people be victorious in the spiritual war that is raging all around us. Now, when you do that, in whatever capacity the Lord is leading you in, you can expect God's supernatural blessing on your life, your, your ministry, your marriage, your family, your finances, your health. No, I'm not saying you're going to live in a problem-free zone, but I am saying you can expect the supernatural blessing of God to come upon you in unusual ways. And you say, well, what are you talking about? When you read the, the story of uh, King Solomon in the Old Testament, Remember, God told, God revealed to King Solomon why King Solomon was made the wealthiest and richest man in the entire world by God. And it was a twofold answer. And God told King Solomon that the reason I am making you the wealthiest and richest man in all the earth, and number two, the reason I am making you the wisest smartest and most intelligent man in all the earth is because, and this goes back to the biblical principle of right motive, which is also borrowed by other religions, because God said, when you came to me, and I, when I came to you, the Lord said to King Solomon, when I came to you and asked you, you know, you can ask me for whatever you want, and I will do it. And then the Lord said to Solomon, you didn't ask me for riches, gold, silver, power. You didn't ask me that your name would be made great. You didn't ask me that you would be that, that you could have all this wisdom so you could be more powerful and smarter than all your enemies. But because the Lord said to Solomon, but because you asked me for wisdom so that you might help and serve my people, and because you asked me for uh, the power and means to help my people, the Lord said, because what you asked me for honored me and pleased me, the Lord said to Solomon, as such, I am going to make you, because you asked me in a right way, I am going to make you the richest, wealthiest man who ever lived, 
and I am going to make you the wisest and most intelligent man who ever lived. And God did just that. Okay, so we need to, like, hyper-focus in on that dynamic principle that the Lord is, is explaining to Solomon. And let me just say this to you, whether you're a man, woman, student, no matter what age you are or whatever, if you want to get in on God's best in any, listen to me, I'm talking about any economic, social, political environment that might rise on planet Earth, you are not knocked out and rendered incapacitated in any hyper-negative environments. God can supernaturally make you wealthy, give you supernatural wisdom, make you rich, prosper your career, your family. But the key is, the key is your motives must be in sync with the heart of God, which God is love. Now, I don't, we're all facing struggles right now. We all have challenges right now. But this, if, if you think that this is an accident that you're listening to me, Paul McGuire, on the Paul McGuire Report right now. It's not an accident. This is part of God's divinely ordained synchronicity. And I'm not trying to take a biblical doctrine and force it to be New Age. So let's, let's not get hung up on something that I'm not doing, all right? Okay, so this is the critical thing. If you adhere to this biblical principle of of not asking for money for selfish, just for purely selfish stuff, not asking for riches and wisdom and intelligence, all these forms of power, if, if, if you're asking God to give you that and your heart is right, God, you can expect, if you're faithful and stay with it, you can expect that God will supernaturally raise you up, supernaturally make you wise, and supernaturally prosper you. So, let's just pause for a second, because the Spirit of God is speaking to you right now. This is not an accidental encounter. There's a reason why you turned me on at this time to hear this message. And the reason you're listening now is that you can sense the anointing of the Holy Spirit And the Holy Spirit is drawing you in to these deeper truths. And the Holy Spirit is speaking to you and telling you that the Lord wants to bless you in an unusual manner. And you will be able to triumph and to be an overcomer and to succeed, even in very negative environments. But in order to to prosper like that, your motives, your, your, your inner uh, plans, your inner dreams must be in synchronization with the dreams and the plans of the Lord for you. Now, I can't tell you during my lifetime how many men and women I've met who have, I, you know, they've told me of their dreams and ambitions. Fine. I, that's great. And they, but they always add, I, know, I don't ask them, but they always add. And then, you know, when the Lord blesses me and, 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 you know, and gives me and grants me all this stuff, they say, then uh, I'll be able to tithe into your ministry and give into your ministry and give into every other ministries and, and give into ministries that are preaching the gospel. Okay, that's nice to say that. I didn't ask anybody to say it. 
but you would be surprised in terms of a statistical percentage of just how many people actually follow through on on the vows and oaths they make to God. Yeah, I know the Bible says don't make a vow or oath to God. I'm not. I'm not asking. I'm not telling anybody to. But if you're going to do it, then you better finish it up. And so what happens is I've noticed that the overwhelming majority of people make all these commitments to God about how they're they're going to be they're going to use their success, their fame, and their wealth for God. But the problem is, as I keep running into them as the years go by, I notice that a fair percentage of them have prospered economically, have prospered with wisdom, have prospered in life. But guess what? They have completely forgotten that it was the Lord that raised them up, the Lord that blessed them, and they have for completely forgotten to give to finance ministries that are doing the work of the, of the Lord. They, they, they've like, it's like they have, I'm not trying to be a vulgar here, but it's like they have selective dementia or Alzheimer's. They cannot remember that they promised God to finance to give to certain ministries, to give and finance certain causes, and to make their life available to the Lord. They forgot that part. And so, as time goes by, the Lord is very loving and patient, but as time goes by, very mysteriously, the blessing of the Lord begins to recede from their life. And their life, they miss their opportunity. Now, many you know, something will happen that will jar them and shake them up, and they will get back on track, and they will get on their knees and confess to the Lord, I didn't do what I said I'd do, Lord. And they claim God's forgiveness in the name of Jesus, and then they recommit themselves to do whatever it was they promised God they would do, and now they're obedient in, the, in that area. And and the, the the blessing of God begins to be poured out upon them, which was God's intention for them originally. Okay, you're listening to the Paul McGuire Report. I'm Paul McGuire. I need your help to reach people as fast as we can because we can turn the spiritual battle around. But I need your help financially with your contributions and donations. And I simply ask that you ask the Lord what you should give, whatever God tells you to do, do it. Then I need you to stand with me and join the the e-blast list. Join the various social media. Just don't go to the social media. Become a follower. Say say you like it if you do. That that gives us the numerical clout to to have numbers and escape being perceived. incorrectly because there are powerful computer bots that are literally rigging negatively the numbers of people that are speaking the truth. They're they're trying to take them down. This is a war. You understand what I'm saying? This is a war, a law-abiding, peaceful, spiritual war, but it is a war over spiritual truths. And one of the ways to to what what evil does in order to win the war is to lie and begin to rig the numbers of the ministries and the people that God has risen up. So I need your help in all this. And you need to get yourself a copy of Power from on High. 
The Greatest Battle and the other books where I, book after book, the, the, the specials are there at paulmcguire.us. The books are there. They're available at a discount. Get them. And we'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to the Paul McGuire Report. Once again, this is the Paul McGuire Report on Paul McGuire. So the key thing here is that the Bible teaches us that every single one of us who have accepted Jesus Christ into our lives, that means you and me and everybody you know, that is truly born again by the Spirit of God. When we're born again by the Spirit of God, we are part of the supernatural body of Christ. And every one of us has a particular function. But it's not there are certain people who are great and certain people that are average, and certain people that are at the bottom of some kind of list that God is not keeping, by the way. A, a thumb, uh, a, a, you know, some obscure part of your body, they're not, they, they don't seem like they're like super important. But if you were to lose the usage of them, you would realize they're very important. So that means whatever position God has currently given given you in the body of Christ, be faithful and he will multiply it. Now, I have been crying out to God and praying literally for decades because decades ago, and I'm not exaggerating at all, decades ago, after I was saved, when I was a humanist, an existentialist, and an atheist, decades ago, I I began crying out to the Lord, asking him to show me what I could do to win souls to Christ, what I could do to to help turn America around, uh, what I could do to influence people, and what I could do to help God's people win the spiritual battle that's raging right now. And that was the burden in my heart, and, and that burden has never left me since I dedicated myself to doing what God called me to do. That burden has never left me, ever. I remember one of the first things I noticed. You see, when you're seeking the Lord, and many of you are seeking the Lord, or you wouldn't be listening to me, when you're seeking the Lord, you will bump into or encounter or, or meet or read or see so many things that are like clues to a puzzle. And normally, with your your own limited intellect, you would not be able to put all those puzzle pieces together and, and fully understand them. But with the Spirit of God moving in your life, the Lord keeps giving you supernatural wisdom and understanding so that you can make sense because the Lord is using all of these things to clarify your call. So I'm in Hollywood. This is in the days when I was an independent feature film producer. I was with my wife, Chris. We were walking in Hollywood. You know, the, the stars are there, you know, on, on the sidewalk, which didn't impress me anyway. What impressed me was the pizza place, <laughs> because it had, like, New York pizza. The problem is that the pizza place was the favorite hangout of a large motorcycle gang. Uh, in, in Hollywood, and they left you alone if you left them alone. But it didn't make me particularly comfortable. Particularly comfortable. So I'm walking down the street, and I just look down one street, um, off of one of the main streets of Hollywood. I can't remember whether it was Sunset Boulevard, 
I think that's what it was, or Hollywood Boulevard, but I think it was Sunset Boulevard. So anyway, I looked down the street, and I happened to notice this this very picturesque, white, Baptist-type church, um, not ostentatious, but, but large. And then as you walked, so my wife and I, I wanted to walk to it. I felt led by the Lord to walk by this church. And, and, and then as we walked down the street, and then we walked back up the street, we noticed that, that back then there was these, these, I don't know what you would call it. It was like literally uh, at least a third of a block of an outdoor magazine shop with the, the magazines facing outwards most of the time. And, you know, it was film industry magazines, you know, economic magazines, New York Times, stuff like that. But they also had a very large porn uh, collection where obscene material was faced out for anybody to see. And, and I'm not judging anybody, but I'm, I, what was going through my mind, and I discussed it with my wife at the time, was like, not only regarding this issue, but in so many issues, the church seems to be powerless. I mean, not even, it doesn't even concern itself with what is happening across the street from it. And, and I saw this at numerous churches. Now, this is all part of this burden, because, because I used the, the, those early perceptions to, to produce early video documentaries on the need for the church well, to be the church and, and to reclaim our nation. And so this haunted with me, and, and, and it, it is in, increased. And what I constantly ask myself is that given this entire agenda with the global reset, where they're literally going to reset what was formerly called the New World Order, and they are going to, under the guise of lying to Americans and people all around the world, they're not going to bring healing and prosperity. And those are all lies. <clears throat> what they're going to bring is a rebranding of old-fashioned communism dressed up as the Great Reset. It's going to be, when, this, when they're finished with the lockdowns and the social isolation and, and wrecking the economy and uh, uh, acquiring the wealth of the middle class and the working class and all the rest of their plans, when they finish all of this stuff, <clears throat> uh, we in America and across the world are going to be living in a nightmare. And I believe with all my heart, this is not something God wants. And I believe that God's people need to be taught how they can overcome and triumph in this spiritual battle. And so this is what I've been studying and praying and asking God. So when I analyzed just this struggle with the global reset and the new world order and the enslavement of billions of people and, and the targeted destruction of health and disease and, and, and drought and weather modification and so many things that you have to educate people that the things even exist because they they don't know that they exist. I explain them in my books, like Power from One Eye. And so, finally, after seeking the Lord constantly over this, Lord, how do we do this? 
the Lord began to open up to me supernaturally the fact that that there is a revolution currently going on in science and technology uh, and the the acknowledgement of a multi-dimensional universe, uh, quantum mechanics, quantum physics, and, and so many other related things. And what the Lord said to me is that if you think that my people are going to win this spiritual war and win souls to Christ with by using the 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 methodologies of warfare like guns, gunpowder, arrows, you know, all that stuff. If you think they're going to win using the 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 older methodologies of warfare, that's not going to happen. They would be destroyed, says the Lord. The only way the Lord said to me is that my people can win the spiritual battle is they must understand the nature of the reality that they're in, and they don't. That's why in my books I try to explain the nature of reality. And then the Lord said to me, in addition, I am trying to to show and teach and equip my people that I have given them the weapons of their war of their of, of their warfare that are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. I have given them my supernatural authority and my supernatural power, which is multidimensional, the Lord said. So if we understand that we live in a multidimensional universe, and then if we integrate that understanding with an apprehension by faith in God's word of the enormous supernatural power that the Lord has already given us. When we combine those things, the Lord said to my heart, then the dunamis, the dynamite explosive force of God or the Holy Spirit will detonate in the invisible realm and it will topple satanic armies and demons and fallen angels. And when this explosion, this spiritual explosion, goes off in the, in the uh, invisible realm, it will turn the tide of the spiritual battle. But that will happen the moment, the nanosecond, or the day any one of my children decide to receive my supernatural understanding and to also receive my supernatural power, which Jesus Christ called Power from on High. And that's why I wrote my latest book, from Power from on High. Because there are Christians all over the place who think, who assume they know what Power from on High is, but, but they don't have a clue. Okay, this is the Paul McGuire Report. I'm Paul McGuire. You need to go to paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us. Get yourself a copy of Power from on High, the greatest battle in the hearts and minds of mankind in the history of the world, a prophecy of the future of America, Volume 1 and Volume 2, the day the dollar died, conquering the matrix, and many of the other books are available to you now at a discount. Go to paulmcguire.us, and together, by faith in God's word, not unbelief, we can turn the tide of the spiritual battle because we are here for a purpose. If we do not obey the Lord and acquire his wisdom and acquire his supernatural power, then we will go down the deceptive path of the evil one, whose end game is to imprison us in some kind of new world order or communist global reset. That is not, not, not what the Lord wants for us. 
But unless we obey the Lord, unless we rise to the call and the anointing of his Holy Spirit, we will not possess that territory of victory. But we can. There is still time for us to possess that territory of victory now. You're listening to the Paul McGuire Report. Go to paulmcguire.us. This is Paul McGuire. So, reading this declassified report uh, from the CIA and their experimentation uh, in, in a very sophisticated and once classified uh, methodology called the gateway process. And the gateway process is built on the research and the investigations of Robert Monroe, who was the creator of Holosync and Hemisync. Now, the way this, why this is so revolutionary is that their report this is the CIA, the intelligence agencies, et cetera, et cetera. Their report has determined that our world, the true nature of our world, is one of a multi-dimensional universe, and that you and I, or anybody, and again, I, I, I can't tell you how emphatically I am warning you to not personally experiment with the frequencies and the electromagnetic frequencies and this process. It's not that I'm trying to, to block you from gaining knowledge. Is that I've been there. I've spent 40 years or more studying these things. And you don't just stick your toes in a powerful occult river and, and, and expect not to be swept in. This is not a joke. There is the power of Lucifer at work in this world and the power of God. And if you don't know what you're doing, and you're not trained, and the Lord has not developed you and your abilities and your giftings, and you decide to just, because you're just kind of like filled with pride, and you decide to just go march off and start experimenting with, with very sophisticated technologies that open the doors to occult dimensions, you're going to wish you'd never open that door. So please heed my warning. There's nothing wrong with studying if and only if the Lord has developed you to the point where you can, you can handle the processing. Okay, so, so the CIA has determined, for example, um, even before the CIA's research, electromagnetic frequencies can create specific frequencies in terms of your brain waves. These frequencies and these specific frequencies can take your mind or consciousness out of its body. You can potentially have an OBE, an out-of-body experience. I write about my own experiences in my book, Power From On High, with a warning again. Because I'm not just talking about all this stuff theoretically. I have experimented and tried a great deal of this stuff firsthand and more. So the critical thing here is um, everything in the world, in the universe, and our physical world is the product of specific electromagnetic frequencies, EMF. And frequencies uh, are named and numbered in different ways. So, for example, we have the alpha or 10 hertz frequency. 
That's the trance-like frequency your television emits. You have the beta frequency, which is kind of like the normal two cups of coffee, I got to get to work on time in the morning mode of consciousness. That's the beta frequency. Um, You have alpha, beta, uh, delta. Delta would be the frequency of deep REM sleep. Delta has the capacity to also, through EMF, uh, reduce pain. Then you have the gamma frequency, which is a very high vibratory frequency that can plunge your mind in the spirit into the spiritual dimensions, but with such intensity, you're like on a hallucinogenic trip. And then there's frequencies like the theta frequency, which is a creative, intuitive frequency that can enhance intelligence, and it can enhance intelligence in both of your brain hemispheres, the right brain hemisphere and the left brain hemisphere. And this technology, like HoloSync, HemiSync, the gateway process, the stuff that Robert Monroe and the CIA was working on, a lot of their research and frequencies had to do with using their technology to balance the left brain hemisphere and the right brain hemisphere which ideally should be in in harmony and balance but when they're not in balance you can have like ADD or serious limitations in cognitive ability or perception and you can experience negative uh things so so part of the process and again do not experiment with this just don't experiment with it if, and I'm not even saying if unless you're an expert in the subject and know the the, the, the dangers and, and everything else, you don't belong experimenting with it. So these frequencies can also harmonize the left and right hemispheres in terms of thinking. And and remember, every specific frequency can potentially take you into a separate, different and distinct and unique um realm of consciousness. So what the CIA is saying in their Gateway Experience report, they are coming out and telling the world via TikTok or whatever, they're coming out and telling the world that if you experiment with the theta frequency of four of between four to seven hertz, Uh, That is the brainwave frequency in theta that can enable you to experience altered occult states of consciousness, demonic entities, uh, the appearance of occult beings, and psychic phenomena, and for what we could call the darker military operations, um, things like. remote viewing um, and other technologies uh, come out of placing your mind in a four to seven hertz theta state. So this revolutionized the world. And it has caused a revolution in science, except many scientists are, are unaware of all of the ramifications uh, of this technology. 
This is Paul McGuire. You're listening to the Paul McGuire Report. <clears throat> According to this analysis uh, from the CIA, of the CIA Gateway Process Program, we just want to read to you some of the scientific research that backs up their claims. So here is uh, on, on uh, number 20, there's some paragraphs on subatomic particles. And it says, the behavior of subatomic particles provides an interesting example of the phenomena of clicking out discussed in the preceding paragraphs. In the article prepared for Science Digest magazine, Dr. John Glidman mentions the way in which subatomic particles communicate with each other. Their energy fields become entrained, or one, as a result of colliding with each other. The communication concerned is, of course, postulated to be occurring during the click. Uh, communication is, of course, postulated as subatomic and out of phase in the oscillation of the energy fields compromising subatomic particles concerned. It is this cause which accounts for the cross-communication at what in terms of time-space velocities would seem to involve speeds in excess of light. In reality, Einstein's theory of relativity is not being invalidated, but rather the communication theory is taking place outside the dimension of time and space to which the theory of relativity is strictly confined. Specifically, Dr. Glidman tells us, quantum theory postulates a kind of long-range Siamese twin effect, wherever two subatomic particles collide and and then go their different ways um, across the universe from each other, it says they instantaneously respond to each other's actions. And in doing so, they violate relativity's ban on faster-than-light velocities. Indeed, regarding uh, attempts to quantify what is known about the behavior of energy in dimensions apparently working outside of time-space, the physicist Bentoff speaks about courageous physicists who are working on hypothetical models called tachyons, which can move at speeds higher than light. The speed of the tachyon starts just above the speed of light and ranges all the way to infinite velocities. Now, I am just reading you this little pitsy-pitsy bit of the research. And where this is going, and according to Robert Monroe and the Robert Monroe Institute, according to the CIA and the CIA gateway process, and I'm looking at the scientific research they have to back it up. When you use different technologies, such as sound and and, and EMF frequencies and technology and headphones and stuff, when you experiment with different technologies, you um, transform your consciousness, enhance your consciousness in such a way that your consciousness is no longer purely attached to. Uh, your geographical bodily being. In other words, the you that is inhabiting uh, your physical body. And what they discovered that through a variety of technologies, and there's a whole bunch of technologies, through a variety of technologies, what the CIA discovered 
was that they could access an entire supernatural arsenal of, let's just call them psychic, multidimensional weapons, which can allow their super soldiers to uh, uh, conduct ESP, or remote viewing. In other words, psychically, you can find a spy or a terrorist group wherever they're hiding. You can find them through remote viewing. But in order to access remote viewing and those psychic powers, you have to raise your consciousness uh, to a place of at least, uh, in terms of theta waves, from 4 to 7 hertz. And when you enter a consciousness of between 4 to 7 hertz, you have entered into an altered state of consciousness. When you enter into that altered state of consciousness, you then have access to psychic powers, remote viewing, clairvoyance, ESP, uh, enhanced performance, and many, many other things. Now, before you run off and say, but that's all, you know, the Bible forbids all that stuff. Yes, you're right. The Bible does forbid that stuff. <clears throat> but I'm not telling anybody to experiment with this. In fact, I'm telling you the opposite. Don't experiment with it because you're not ready. When you look at the Old Testament, God carefully selected men like the prophet Daniel, who was supernaturally equipped, intellectually equipped, and spiritually equipped by God to be raised up in the court of the king of Babylon. And he, as part of his preparation, he had to study all the occult teachings, all the occult religions of ancient Babylon. He had to study and learn uh, how to use psychic power, remote viewing, ESP, clairvoyance, prophecy, magic, uh, and many other things. All of these things are the occult and are forbidden in the Bible. So why would God uh, allow Daniel and his associates to study this this stuff? Because he was prepared. You don't. I mean, it would be the. You ever see the movie The Cinderella Man? You should see it. He goes out for the for the heavyweight championship fight of the world, and he almost died. And then he snapped out of it, and he won the title. But here's the thing. He was trained, trained, and trained. He didn't go off half-cocked with a lame idea that he was going to enter the ring against the world's heavyweight, current heavyweight champion. He would have been sent out of this world in seconds. No, he didn't do that. And Daniel was not presumptuous. So when we read in the Bible how Daniel had to study all the ancient magic, sorcery, astrology of the ancient uh, Chaldeans, of the ancient Babylonians, and learn how they uh, uh, accessed uh, clairvoyance, psychic power, astrology, the occult. So, so God is not telling him to embrace all that stuff. What you have to understand is God supernaturally prepared Daniel for this assignment, and God supernaturally equipped Daniel with a super heavy duty, ultra powerful personal training in which he could know about these occult practices, but he was developed enough in the Spirit of God that he was not um, 
he was he would not be sucked into their deception. So Daniel knew all the occult teachings of Babylon and ancient uh, the ancient Chaldeans, but Daniel also knew about the secrets of the supernatural power of God, the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, how to supernaturally interpret dreams, how to supernaturally interpret visions, uh, how to prophesy on the highest levels. Daniel wasn't prophesying stuff like, you know, I see that tomorrow you're going to stop in a store and you're going to buy a yellow toothbrush. God, Daniel wasn't wasting God's time. He was loaded for bear. And so when he interpreted the visions of the king of Babylon and interpreted the dreams of the king of Babylon, he was given, Daniel was given, super, supernatural enhancement of his spiritual gifts. And God, through the interpretation of both dreams and visions, revealed to Daniel and the king what the future, what the precise future would be for ancient Babylon. And God showed Daniel and, and the king of Babylon the name, the, the, the character of every major world Gentile empire that would rise between the time that Daniel was there until the time right before the second coming, and including the second coming. And so you see a supernatural interpretation of. Rome, of Greece, uh, of all these other kingdoms, of Egypt. And not only that, every one of these worldly empires had an occult symbol that would um, identify it, like, like ancient Rome. And um, you, you see other examples of this in the Bible. So, so Daniel was trusted by God. And because of what Daniel did, the king of Babylon released from slavery countless thousands um, of, of people that were men and women that were captured and sold into slavery by the Babylonians. And then, because of the spiritual warfare that Daniel won, uh, these captives, these slaves, were allowed to return to ancient Israel and rebuild the temple in Jerusalem. Wow, that's heavy stuff. I mean, that's really heavy stuff. So this same God of the universe, the creator God, the only true God, he is hyper aware of the fact that his body, the body of Christ, is in the most dangerous environment that it has ever been in since the history of mankind, because the forces of Antichrist and the spirit of Antichrist, via things like the Great Reset and the New World Order uh, and other technologies and agendas, God is aware of the fact that his people are being deceived, programmed, and are being manipulated and led into a slavery that is worse than death. And that's happening right now as you and I speak. And the only way that you can not be aware of the fact that you and I are marching uh, towards um, 
what could be called a, a camouflaged communist state, a dictatorship and a totalitarian state. The only way to be oblivious of that reality is to willfully choose with an act of your will where you decide that you refuse before God to see the truth before your very eyes. You rebel from God and you refuse to see the truths that God is warning you about that are happening right before your eyes. And you pretend that this time that we live in is just like any other time. So that's where we are, my brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ. I didn't embellish it one iota. That's where we are. And so I ask you, as your brother in Christ, to get my books and read them and pass them on and get other people to read them and learn the truths that are in them. They're fast-moving, contemporary books. I don't write boring theological books, okay? But every book is a seed. It is one of the most powerful seeds in transforming a life that there is. So I need you to not only order the books, but order the books in quantity. Instead of the gibberish that so many churches teach their youth groups, have the young adults, the adults, the youth groups, your friends, etc., get them to read parts of these books in a systematic way. That means you begin from the earlier books and you move right up to the contemporary books because my books contain the latest, literally the latest cutting information on science, technology, spirituality, Bible prophecy, and things of that nature. So we must remember we are in a spiritual war. The outcome of this war could potentially mean the arrest, the bitter persecution, the locking up and confinement of millions of born-again Christians in America and millions of Christians around the world. What I am telling you is that it is not only possible to see a complete trampling on of our Bill of Rights and our Constitution, but it is highly possible, unless God's people will rise to the occasion, it is highly possible that you and I are entering what I have written about in my book, uh, Power From On High, we're entering into a a collective consciousness uh, identified by psychologists as mass formation. Mass formation is the scientific implementation of a mass collective communist slash totalitarian uh, consciousness, which, which must be created first before you can enslave the people of God. Now, you must resist the temptation of depression, anxiety, fear, panic, and all the associated um, um, ranges of consciousness. Remember, one, and I explain this in my books, like Power From On High, one of the things that I learned is that there are powerful entities, both human and non-human. By non-human, I mean, and when you look at the research in the CIA and Robert Monroe and other groups, you see pictures when people have entered this this uh, theta, four to seven hertz uh, state of consciousness, they enter another um, um, 
state of consciousness and another dimension. And you see them drawing detailed pencil drawings of reptilian beings. Well, why are they doing that? Because when they have entered this different zone of consciousness produced by an alteration of EMF, they are, for the first time in their lives, they're able to see the reality of demons, of fallen angels, and principalities and powers. They exist. Now, anyone who has ever ministered under the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit, after renewing your mind with the Word of God and being prayed up, anybody who has entered a spiritual environment where there's a war between the demonic realm and God's realm can relate to what I'm about to say. I was ministering at a large conference in Phoenix, Arizona a number of years ago. After I had finished speaking, uh, there were a number of people, part of some kind of mind control, occult cult, who were uh, fully manifesting the reality that they were demonically possessed. And when you looked in their eyes, it was like looking in the eyes of another being. It was disgusting. Looking into the eyes of a demon is like looking into the eyes of some demented, I'm serious, repulsive dog. And the demon will challenge you to see whether or not you really believe and you really know about the authority that Jesus Christ has given you over demons and principalities and powers. So, because I meant, I don't want to, I don't look for it, it just seems to come my way. As I was ministering to people, I, I be, they began to manifest the fact, I'm talking about non-Christians, they began to manifest the fact that they were demonically possessed, which means they started jerking and crying out and twisting and screaming and, and, and all kinds of people vomit. I mean, it's really disgusting. And then I looked at the person, asked them if they wanted to be delivered, and sometimes the peace of God will come upon them, and they'll say yes. And then I reach out to pray for them, and I can see that demon existing inside of their eyes as if it was a separate being. And using the authority of Jesus Christ, I command that demon to depart from that person right then and now. The demon will test you to see if you know your authority. And I simply tell the demon that my authority is in Jesus Christ. I'm not coming to you in, in my own personal authority. As I speak to the demon, I remind the demon, I am coming to you in the authority of Jesus Christ. Therefore, it's not my authority alone. I'm coming to you by faith in the authority of Jesus Christ. And I command you right now in the name of Jesus to leave that person and be removed, and I cast you, I say this, I cast you into the lake of fire before your time. Now, I could be wrong on that, so that's the, it's the Lord's decision. The point is, the demon vacates the person. So, what do we see here? We see that our intelligence agencies, and in China, and Russia, and America, they have developed technology that allows people to enter worlds via electromagnetic frequencies where they're encountering demons, high-level demons. And yet we have Christians so married to their legalism 
that they will not admit that demons are around in our day and time, and that God has doesn't expect us to just look at them. God expects us to use our authority to cast them out. And you can take authority over your own being, by the way, by repentance, by pleading the blood of Jesus over your life, and then you take authority and you command a demon or demons to leave you. I would suggest getting prayed for by by a spirit-filled Christian. The point I'm trying to make is, it is the obligation and duty of all of us in this spiritual war to intelligently, to biblically, framed in a biblical worldview, knowing our authority in Christ, to teach other believers the truth and the authority of our victory in spiritual warfare in an intelligent manner that is built on a foundation of a biblical worldview. This is a great time for you to visit paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us. God bless you, and remember that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world.